0: What's good, internet? Welcome to session 93 of Super GG Radio. where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent, I am your host and father of the podcast, Alex Arona. That's right, you can call me Zeus, as I rule over Mount Super GG, with my friend and son, Joel DeWitt.
1: Alex, I'm not sure if I like where this is going today, but if I did the pick, I want to be Hermes.
0: Well, 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 well met, my friend. My speedy, speedy friend. You get the little wings on your ankles and everything. But let's not forget bastard child of the podcast, Eric Kratos-Gettinger.
2: There it is. Thanks, Alex. Now, prepare as I shove this lightning bolt straight up your... Nope. You're fired from
0: writing the intro, Getty. Sweet.
2: That's all I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Win-win. When, when.
0: Merry Christmas to me. <laughs> this week, we get a little scary in early adopters recap some game awards in the news, and finally talk FF7 Remake in the Backlog blog, plus like seven other games that I added to this list. Prepare yourself for spoilers. We will be spoiling several games, uh, including FF7 Remake and Necrobarista, and Home, and Sludge Life. It's a lot of games. But first, I'm sorry, er Daddy. I'm (laughs) so sorry. Early Adopters, where we play alphas, betas, and games where Cat Zerker is a thing. Love Cat Zerkers. Cat Zerker. Perfect. So uh, let's just let's touch on the Cat Zerker first. Uh, Joel, me and you played a game called Monster Sanctuary. Yes. Monster Sanctuary is a 2D platformer. Uh, Metroidvania looking like the 16-bit SNES era. A lot like Final Fantasy VI Chrono Trigger vibes as well as with the music. would you agree?
1: A little bit, yeah. I, I think you need to sprinkle a dash of Pokemon into the whole mix. Oh, yeah, so of course. So it, 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 it is this kind of mishmash of three different genres. I think Metroidvania is right in that it's a 2D platformer. You're walking around uncovering map, uh, trying to get around obstacles to uncover more map. Uh, it has the RPG elements in that the battle system is a turn-based battle system the the wrinkle that is pokemon is that you have these spectral familiars and you start the game by selecting one of various different uh let's say types so there's like fire leaf uh wind etc
2: as a pokemon does everything that you've said so far is awesome like i love all of the games that you've said (laughs) so you better not disappoint me with the explanation here joel well, well. <laughs> fantastic. So you took all of the best games, you crammed them into one, and then you took a dump on my heart. Well, okay, so
0: here's, here's the thing, Getty, and we'll talk about the game more and its mechanics. Well, here's, here's the thing.
1: All right, it takes
0: on. from all of those things, and the end product is, oh, it's okay, it's pretty good. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it, it, it is. It is a perfectly fine game. Like it's. There's nothing truly flawed about it. it, it it's competent at the exploration. Uh, it, it is satisfying enough to go through those parts. The battle system is. Uh, it's
0: sound. Like it, it you all get, makes you sense. Get all three Pokemon, and their three Pokemon, and each Pokemon gets a turn. Then theirs gets the turn, and that's how it goes. But. It's very heavily based on debuffs and buffs, getting yourself high crit chances, getting them bleed damage and poison damage and slow and, you know, frozen slow damage.
2: This is Add- great because Alex loves being buff.
0: I know. I work out. I do ring fit. Have I not told ring, you? Le- ring fit. shit, bro. Level 69. Nice. Whoa. Anyway. The sexiest level there is. <laughs> the and and so you get all the you get it's mostly buffs and debuffs that's kind of where you want to focus then you feed them food for extra stat numbers you equip them with gear for extra stat numbers that is mostly get better crit get better mana get better hp all of these just numbers on numbers on numbers Mm -hmm. and then add to that
2: super pokemon like yeah I, i get it then
0: add to that each each monster has skill trees that is just more of that Level two of this ability, or whenever you buff somebody, it debuffs some, the other team. Or oh my it'll, god, like, You yeah, yeah, a it's wow just, action in there too. Like exactly, if you wow. put a shield up, it'll also cast region. or it just mm-hmm. yeah, it's
1: yeah, it, it is something where like I don't think you have to focus in on that steel tree part. You know, you can choose to just sort of level up the different stages of the attacks and focus on health and defense. But I felt like I really broke the combat system by honing in on the buffs and debuffs. Like, you just end up stacking, like, fire damage and then poison damage and then bleeding. And even if you're not doing damage yourself very well, you're basically just, like, whittling down the enemy's health bars. And since it's a three versus three match, I would just go through each turn, like, focusing on one enemy just to get all the debuffs on them and then the next enemy, and then the next enemy. And by the time we get to the third enemy, the first one's dead. Like, he just dies from the passive damage on it. And so, like, you get efficient at it, but part of my problem is that the combat is so slow. Like, your average match will take somewhere between 5 and 10 minutes, depending on... Like how quickly, how weak the enemy is, how well equipped your guys are, and I—I I feel like the natural spot for that should be more like one to two minutes, unless it's a boss battle, and it just—it becomes this war of attrition. That's not really—it's pleasant at first, but then it becomes kind of grating as time goes on. I'm, I'm
2: going to yeah. cut you. Off. I'm going to ask you a question. I—I I know. I feel in my heart. I know the answer to it already. Mm-hmm. But did you guys ever play any of the Dragon Quest monster games? No. So, it's a 3v3 like combat system, uh, but you breed your monsters from different monsters that you find on um, the island or whatever that you're... Uh, there's a couple of iterations of it, but it sounds like this is more like a ramped up version of it, and mm-hmm. it, it definitely sounds like it's doing a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. Like, you could probably remove two or three of the systems, and this would probably feel even better, Right.
1: Yeah, I think, I think I think it needs to do one or two things. It needs to pare back how many things it's trying to juggle, and focus on those couple things more intently, so it's it's better developed, you know, more fleshed out, or it needs to find more things to do within the world that you're playing in. Okay. So like the the Metroidvania part where you're uncovering map, everything feels really empty. Uh, like the fact that if you think about like Symphony of the Night, there's there's enemies littered everywhere. You have to fight them off to get through. This game, it's just a bunch of empty space. Maybe like you find a, a cluster of three enemies so that they are your battle that sends you into the turn based battle, but then like you move on to the next section and there's hardly anything to uncover there. Uh, one of the wrinkles of this too is that most of the ways you unlock different parts of the map that are cut off to you your familiars each have an inherent ability that they can use on screen. Think like the TMs for Pokemon, like mm-hmm. the cut and stuff. Right. So like a, a fire one might be able to do a burst of fire. Some that can fly can sort of help you hover across larger gaps. Uh, you know, electrical damage to help uh, light up things. Things like that. And, and again, that's sort of a neat twist on it. But the problem is that in between the battling and then uncovering the next stage of the map, there, there's not much going on, and it's just it's kind of dry and empty. Uh, the the and other then, part of the Pokemon stuff that comes into play is that at the end of each battle, you have a chance of finding an egg, and you can hatch that egg, and that's what brings okay. you new
2: monsters that's, to play with. That's your dragon, uh, dragon warrior monster. I think that's the name of at least one of them. I don't think it's dragon. Yeah, I was looking at
0: monster. it. I was watching some gameplay, and it does kind of seem more like that. But that's, a, like, I i played the
2: one that was on, god, it must have been, like, Game Boy. Like, Game Boy Advance, not Game Boy Advance, like, Game Boy Color. And then they redid it for 3DS, or the, just the regular DS. Uh, that one was a lot of fun. But, again, it it really calls on the Dragon Quest games. You have sure. your little... The guy always has the same hairdo. He's like little Gohan. Or Goku. <laughs> little Goku is on another adventure. But yeah, if you're finding eggs, uh, yeah, that's that's a thing. Okay. The, okay. the last
0: thing I was going to say is just real quick that the exploring the map doesn't... Like, there's no real reason to do it except for just to do it. No. I've, I found that there are points where it does... You'll, you'll meet a fellow trainer... And he'll say, "Well, we gotta, we gotta unlock that door. There's something there," and you're like, "Okay, I guess." And then you just explore the map until you can find the thing to open the door. But it doesn't, it doesn't like they just say, "Explore the world. There's something sinister going on." And then you do, and then a, and then after like two different maps of you just exploring aimlessly, you'll run into something that someone will talk to you, and there'll be a conversation that a story beat happens. But it's, it's, it's all like, Jack, rip that door. And then you have to find Jack, but it's still like two full maps of like sections <laughs> of like again, of like a Symphony of the Night map area where you're just going through without uh, feeling like there's a direction or at least motivation to do so.
2: Well, but I, overall though, I th- like again,
0: the music, the artwork, the design, very fun, very fun, a fun little uh, monster collection RPG.
1: I think if you can set your expectations right and you just want something that you can whittle away at over time, it might sort of scratch that itch. It, part of my problem is that I was reviewing it, so I, when you do that, you have to sort of mainline this thing as quickly as possible, and, and that probably didn't help making it a drag. Oh, yeah, well. and when
2: you review, you can't enjoy. I know.
1: No, no fun allowed. No, nope. you have None very of, objective. My, my highest score is a 5.5.
2: Um, (laughs) i was gonna say that better be out of 20 (laughs) like nothing gets above 30 percent when i review never never
0: all right now getty that i mean monster sanctuary did not give me nightmares but the next one definitely spooked me a little bit you wanted to talk about little nightmares Two.
2: well i brought little nightmares to the table not that long ago so i had to had to bring this especially after we saw that it was going to be on demo yeah
0: well tell me about it tell me about what you played what you thought about it and and if you saw any a lot of vast differences from the original
2: well Alex this is what I like to call a video game
0: mm-hmm
3: mm-hmm that's the thing. so
0: I I waited until
2: it was uh, appropriately late in the day so that I did not have to shield myself from the light um once, you like to
0: do that, where you like find a scary game and you actually turn off all the lights. And oh, and this try one's to get really,
2: spooky. really uh, scary. Uh, at yeah. least I jumped a couple of times, so I, I waited until it was dark enough. Uh, I made sure I set the the brightness on the game because it makes you do that, even though it's just a demo. And then um, put in my my noise canceling headphones and hunker down. So. If you uh, did get to listen to our discussion about Little Nightmares, uh, this is very very similar. Uh, it feels just like the original, and just like in the original, this demo does very little to help guide you uh, with the controls. So if you didn't play, <laughs> if you didn't play the original one, uh, you're going to be guessing for a little bit, trying to figure out how to do a couple of things. Uh, this fairly quick demo, uh, it. It introduces you to a different character, uh, but definitely seemingly the same species. You're like a little kid, uh, and you're out in the middle of the woods, and uh, the atmosphere of the woods. Uh, it's night. It's very creepy, and the game looks really, really good. So even if you just uh, peep like a little gameplay or, or even the trailer for it, it is exactly what uh, what you would expect. the the lighting is scary. Uh, only because as you're going through, uh, one of the things that made me jump a couple of times is that there's traps laid around the forest. And if you don't look or you're not careful, uh, you will, (laughs) you will get caught by them. Uh, there's, and some of them don't even feel like they're that clever of traps. I I think the first one is just like a string and (laughs) it'll like, you trip it and it like hooks you and you go up into the tree. I definitely got caught by the second one, uh, only because I didn't realize that in this one, they encourage you to pick up and throw items. So in the first no. one, uh, the pickup mechanic was was basically used so that you would like grab a key and you would try and run it to the location so that you could get out of the room before something ate you. Mm-hmm. In this one, you pick up uh, like pine cones and you throw them at bear traps that are hidden under leaves. So that's, that's one of the things that the game does differently from the original that I really like what I've seen so far. Uh, also, the uh, character has a head that is not covered by a hood, and in doing so, they have added hats. <laughs> no, is this necessary? Had... I don't know. But you they added microtransaction hats. hats? Not microtransaction hats. Uh, I found one, a raccoon skin hat. In my playthrough. Did it look cool? Oh,
1: there we go. Well, yeah,
2: you have a bag over your head. Like, <laughs> a brown paper bag with the holes cut out to start. Mm-hmm. And then I found the raccoon skin hat. And I put but that one on You didn't answer. Did
0: plate. it look cool? You I, you didn't play, did you? No, I didn't get the opportunity. But I'm watching do, this. Do I keep, don't love
1: these corpses. Do you keep the brown paper hat on your head and then put the hat on top the of it? Out? No. He takes off ah. the bag,
2: which is nice because in the first one, your character's always wearing a a hood, that yellow raincoat. Mm -hmm. Um, But in this one, as you get towards the end of this demo, there's another nightmare that you find and you are guiding them through the forest, uh, trying to save them. Uh, So one of the new mechanics is also hand-holding. So you can grab your partner's hand, and I think this opens it up for a lot of two-player action as well. And uh, you're, like, uh, sneaking through the grass, trying to get away from this guy with a gun. Which (laughs) is another new uh, thing that they added. Uh, All in all, it's the same world. It's horrifying. But they took a lot of new things and they put it into the game. And so far it feels like a different experience. Like a definite continuation. And this is what I wanted. Oh, you could have just gone ahead and recycled a lot of the environments and done the same thing that you did in the original, but I think that by adding onto the mechanics that already exist, it makes it feel good. It it definitely gave me uh, thoughts of like what they did between what Naughty Dog did in between Uncharted One and Two. It built on an existing system and it made it better, and that's definitely what Little Nightmares Two is achieving here. Awesome. Not, so go play, not to be, um, we'll play the original. <laughs> I was going to say, I,
1: it sounds like I should start with the original, even if the second one has some... It horror. was
0: on sale again. It was like five bucks. I know. I got it. Um, I don't want to be... Uh, I don't want to always is. be that guy. He is always but, that guy. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, Little Nightmares 2 versus Little Nightmares 1, this is just Unravel. Like, this is frightening Unravel. Like, if you ever play Adravel, Unravel, that's... that's Unravel cute is
2: frightening, though.
0: It is not yeah it, it's not and then if this you get is
2: caught on a thorn you're done bro that's Doesn't unravel just little big planet
0: <laughs> yes so so little nightmares is technically little uh, little big planet but, but scary and with corpses everywhere those corpses are messed up getty
1: okay i was yep. trying to look up little nightmares and since we were talking about little bit planet i typed little big planet into steam
0: uh type in little big nightmares it's not gonna work
1: this may surprise you but they don't have it on steam Womp oh. womp. It is not on sale anymore. Okay, I missed uh,
0: out. I, it might have been PSN, though. Nah, just mm-hmm. give it, like, another week. When When's yeah, the winter say,
1: sale? Cr- oh, it, who knows? But it's going to be when I'm off work. So Sweet. I'll be able to check.
2: Yeah, check every hour until it goes on sale. Mm hmm. Okay. I recommend uh, it. Go play the original, play this demo, get back to us. All right. Fair.
0: Now, uh, continuing on with uh, betas that getty chose here uh scavengers i don't even think you chose it i think i just signed us all up or did you set us up i don't remember at
2: this point it doesn't matter here's scavengers in a nutshell by the way
0: joel it's still five dollars on psn right now
2: <laughs> do it so so here's, here's scavengers in a nutshell this game is not for me done <laughs> alex
0: your turn okay uh my, my here's here's my thing on scavengers i already played this it was called the cycle joel
1: That's funny you think
2: I played Stamagers.
0: Yeah. (laughs) This
2: game is a time commitment.
0: Let me tell
3: you.
2: Okay. If you play a match, you need to commit at least, like, a good chunk of time. And in games, I am not really looking for that in this team-based survival winter wonderland. All right? Joel,
0: Getty doesn't play things like Apex Legends.
2: I don't get Apex Legends. I don't understand.
0: (laughs) Okay, so... The, 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 the point of scavengers is you are dropped onto a planet in a three man team and your job is to raid for resources, data collection. So you go to points and you collect data, you kill uh, enemy AI caravans and get their data that they have at their little uh, encampments. And you you raid them as a team, and then you can also find other players and get their data from them by killing them. And then at the end, a dropship comes in, and you have to make it to the dropship. But at the same time, there's like a good minute or two minutes where the dropship is there. So you can go sit in the dropship and then start capping people as they try to get to the dropship.
2: Okay. But it also has the PUBG map is getting smaller and smaller as it progresses. So you start and in this hot zones. very, very big uh, map, or and cold then cold zones. Yeah, the, the cold the storm starts, and it'll always be like some level of winter storm. The further out you are, the worse it's going to be. And if you get caught in it, you have to go find a heat source by coming closer to the center. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the thing I like about it, I'll give it this much, the PVE element of it. Where you're fighting against the monsters in the environment, mm-hmm. but the AI is dumb. It's dumb as hell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, you know, what? I felt like that part. It reminded me of the Division, the Division Two. You have abilities because you like they're they're hero characters, and each one has their own ability with cooldowns and upgradable gear and upgradable abilities that you can. Get enough us, uh, you know, scavenge enough materials to upgrade and craft these new, uh, these new special guns or yeah. something like that. That's based on your character. Yeah, you can build your like signature gun, or you could scavenge a gun from
2: somewhere. You can only hold two. And uh, honestly, I think I picked the sniper in the time that I played. And uh, there's not a lot of opportunities to snipe. You find yourself in a lot of close quarter uh, situations because the the points that you have to collect data from are <laughs> they are tedious I think that's the word I want to use what would your signature gun be in real life yes a frown with the daddy the the what it would be a frown gun I'd shoot you with it and you'd frown
3: <laughs> my Alex double is these
0: Alex is doing it right now double Uzis. or it'd be like that guy from from uh, Soul Eater, and I'd have two pistols that i pull with my pinkies. Uh, they're upside yeah. down.
2: And they're actually women?
0: Wait, oh, the, the guns are women? Yes. Yeah. What about you, Joel? Spite Sniper. Okay. I thought you would have gone with like a Ratchet and Clank Disco Gun.
1: Disco that would require gun. me to play a Ratchet and Clank game. <laughs> yeah, he's all Xbox now.
0: He can yep.
2: never go bare.
0: <laughs> he deleted, He destroyed every single Sony thing he had. Yep. Gave me his Vita. Gave me his PSP. That was awfully generous of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because you're going to
2: buy him a PlayStation 5, remember? Yep. Baby gift. You said baby shower gift.
1: We'll just consider it even since you owe me a PlayStation 5.
0: <laughs> Scavengers was uh, not bad. Not bad. I just think that there it's... It's, it's hard to do... It's hard to create such a, a PvP world uh, w- when it seems like that's a crowded space as it is. You know, you get your Rainbow Six Sieges Definitely. and Legends. But uh, this one already, I feel like, has some competition with The Cycle, which, again, is the one I played uh, a while ago, and that has very similar mechanics of it being goal-oriented, just with less of a, a freezing mechanic hmm. and more of just multiple goals as opposed to just collect data. It's more got... Get this many uh, wildlife, get this, you know, get this, um, go ahead and destroy this many creatures, go, you know, all the different variations on the goals. So it's, it, you know, this, this is a very crowded space right now. So scavengers, uh, feel free to check it out if you like some, uh, PVP, PVE, but, uh, that's a lot of content. Uh, Getty is already, uh, E-choking me, He's giving me the electronic over discord choking symbol good thing i'm taking uh i'm taking some time off uh for the holidays uh not not getting joel though you worked through christmas
1: yes Taskmaster.
0: that
2: doesn't
1: have to happen
0: i'll be right back (laughs) when you're gone you
1: won't know if we're actually doing anything we are the masters of our own destiny it'll be the first
0: time i listen in a year (laughs) (laughs) be right back Oh, God, this is already bad. That doesn't, doesn't, that's not sexy. No worries, it makes sense. I just want to make it clear to all of our listeners. Getty just wrote for the news pickup line, "Hey, are you stage four cancer?" Because I'm terminal." I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Send I love an email. How you would
2: assume that was Getty.
0: I've sent an email to superggradio at gmail.com if you know what that means.
2: I did I not know. write that, so <laughs> well, I assume dosed. that was <laughs> It was a spooty dose. Oh okay. like news. I assume that I wrote it when my hand was on my... Uh, both hands were on my phone during that whole... S-
1: well, we can't see where your hands are. You hand check. Anything.
0: Hand check.
2: Thank you. What do you mean you can't see? I just... <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> it's last week the
0: Game Awards happened. And we talked it over with our friends over at uh, Gaming Fix and Damage Boost... Already posted the archive to YouTube and already got DMCA takedown on YouTube. It's pretty good. That was a quick turnaround. They're watching. At least somebody's watching. (sighs) Okay, so, uh, Game Awards, they were a lot of of fun, at least fun to watch some of those announcements. Mass Effect, Getty, how hyped were you on Mass Effect? I was more hyped
2: than you were through the course of the entire Game Awards.
0: That's absolutely not true. Were that you hyped definitely also true. on Dragon Age?
2: I had to go back and watch it because I actually missed that. Uh, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I did not have a full sit down to watch the Game Awards. Hmm. You made the right
1: choice. It, it, it was like two and a half hours of advertising.
2: Didn't, uh, didn't Alex have you log in for the extra pre, pre-game show?
0: no like they that was did just a, me no it was a
2: half an hour before the show and then it was a uh, three hour award show where at one point they blew through five of the categories in 30 yeah. seconds
1: <laughs> yeah that was mind-blowing because it was just like and they weren't small categories either i think no that
2: was the like the best <laughs> like, indie category i was like yeah hades i was like oh that's so why are we going into four more categories right now that
1: that was a uh, real twist from last year. Last year they gave a lot of lip service to indies and they just sort of blew through all of them this year. What's an indie? It was a real bummer. Yeah.
0: You know, I uh, will, you know, what? the the pre-show brought what I thought was like one of the better moments when they had the persona the the artist uh playing Persona 5 Royal music and that got me pretty mm-hmm. amped for the evening mm-hmm. before. And that was right at the start before I think we had even gotten together and started talking about it. So so, so what am. do you
1: think? Do you think the Game Awards will slowly transition to being more like the Oscars where it's a little more stuffy and like focusing on uh, congratulating yourself? Or do you think the Game Awards will bleed into the Oscars and the Oscars will start doing advertisements for movies?
0: I think it's the second one. <laughs> 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 I think that Oscars will become advertisements. I mean, why not, I- right? Life I mean, is more
1: likely. Yeah. That is also true. Very true.
0: Uh, well, uh, that was the Game Awards. There wasn't really too much. I think that we hadn't didn't kind of cover what was happening as far as the uh, nominees or as what else was going on.
1: And, I'm excited uh, for Super Duels and Ghosts, even though it looks like a mobile game. Ooh! Did you were so hyped?
0: Played I, on I your it.
1: your iPad. It's fine. I can't help it. It just, you know, I. I I start hearing that music, and it's it's like Pavlov, you know, ringing the bell for the treat. Mm, I think it's always. more
2: Skinner.
0: Huh? What's a Skinner? B.F. Skinner. I know, I'm joking, I'm joking.
2: Yeah, if anybody should get that joke, it's Alex, but he's like sitting there like,
0: <laughs> that hurts. I have to make psychology <laughs> got jokes a psych major doesn't even... <laughs> he's like, huh? I got a goddamn degree in this bullshit. That's that's an episode title. <laughs> <laughs> it's an awful episode title, but it's a temp. it's one uh-huh. option, one option. Uh, Arc two, back for blood. Uh, those are pretty cool. Let's see here. I'm just kind of going through really. Fist forged in shadow torch. I just want to say again, that that's game. That's just a good name. Yeah, just, it's just a good name.
1: And, and here I was saying I that we we're out of ideas for names. No, somebody got it down pat.
0: Fist, yeah, without question. It Takes Two was cool. Uh, Outriders, which was, I believe, the game that uh, was... uh, Who made it? uh, Madriera?
2: Oh, you're talking about the one that's the Skyship Syndicate? The one that's basically a clone of
0: uh, Battle Chasers? Oh, yeah. yeah. Was that Skyship Syndicate?
2: Yeah. Alex from... Gaming fix. He was uh, he was quick on that pull. Oh okay. There was Bat for Blood,
1: the uh, basically Left for Dead three.
2: He said yeah. That. Yeah. Should we go back to it one more time? For Blood. There was he another the one name. of those too. If this were a movie, it'd be a pretty <laughs> great moment here. And that's that's how it got its name.
0: Now there was a Nintendo Indie event. Now that one. I think we should uh, definitely cover just because there was some good games on here. Among Us coming to Switch, also coming to Xbox and PSN. I guess I mean sure. that makes sense. Sure.
1: It, okay. It's like it's like Netflix. It's stand up on everything.
0: Yeah. Uh, we got Spelunky one and two, which is uh, I'm pretty hyped on. I've been uh, fiending to buy Spelunky again for the fourth time, and uh, Spelunky two. I have not tried yet.
1: What is the fun part of that game, Spelunky? Yeah,
0: learning, learning, dying and learning, dying and learning, dying and learning.
1: That's my problem. Okay.
0: Yeah, it's experimentation. It's just sitting there and experimenting and messing with the systems, poking at it. If you're, if you, I mean, if you're one of those people that does want it, like that, that would like to sit down and just grab something and poke at it and poke at it and see what it does, then Spelunky. The, the
1: ideal game for me would play itself, and I would just watch it.
0: I mean, there's plenty of people playing Spelunky that you could watch, and it's fun. <laughs> How much is it? It's on
2: the eShop now.
0: Uh, I don't know that it's, it's out yet. No, it's coming, it's coming. It, I like think
2: it's coming, coming summer. Summer, I think. The first one or the second one or both? Both. I think they're both coming what? out at that time. Yeah. So I have to wait if I want to play Spelunky. I
1: mean, I it's on everything else. All right, where can 4. I get it? Everywhere. Wasn't it a, P- wasn't it a PlayStation Plus game? I swear it was a PlayStation Plus game. I didn't buy it, but it's on my
0: list. (laughs) I didn't pay for this. Uh, Grindstone. Uh, I got uh, a code for Grindstone. I'm going to try it. I'm going to see how I like that on the Switch. Uh, Joel should try it. He just got uh, Apple Arcade. Well, Uh, I I look
1: forward to talking to you about it in a month from now.
0: Yep. in a (laughs) month. Backlog blog. Uh, Calico. Uh, I didn't see that one that much. Uh, Super Meat Boy Forever looks like a runner, right?
1: It is a runner, yeah. That's I, I mean that kind of game works well. It's all about precise timing anyway. Um, cyber uh, shadows. Shadow. That yeah, that's one I'm interested in. It it basically looks like a faster paced Shinobi game, and that's okay. that's right up my alley. Uh, it's made by the people who do Shovel Knight, so uh, they've got a good pedigree, and I'm I'm hopeful that's going to be a pretty sweet game.
0: They have not done a lot. They, they, I mean, not not they haven't done a lot. They haven't done a lot wrong. But the Shovel Knight, they've 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 put that thing in damn near everything, and then also supported that game for mm-hmm. such a length of time that people who have been playing it still say, like, "Man, that's got a lot of content, and that game is still good."
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's a neat thing.
0: Yeah. Uh, t- t- Joel pronunciation. Tunch, it.
1: Tunchy? T- Tunch, Tunch. I'll throw a Tunch. Okay.
0: Why not? Uh, very, very valet. That looked good. You said that, that kind of had the overcooked vibe?
1: Yeah, overcooked, moving out type thing. Sort of the, the slippy controls, working together kind of thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Fist of Fluffs, I did not uh, see about that one.
1: That that had a very game Beast's look, except you were fighting as cats.
0: Ooh, I'm in.
1: That's kind of what I So saw it's, a snake snake it's a snake game.
0: It's a snake game.
1: It is absolutely a snake game. Sign me up.
0: In. In. Uh Happy Game. Uh Joel, tell me about Happy Game.
1: It's some sort of horror game. It, like it has a cutie, cutesy aesthetic, but uh it's some sort of horror game. They didn't really divulge too much details
0: on it. Okay. I, I kinda like those some of those weird indie ha- uh like horror games. because mm-hmm. they, they all give me a little bit of creepy vibes that like they don't they don't they don't stick to traditional horror, they do like more like creepy body horror stuff that I'm into. Oh
2: yes. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Alba, a wildlife adventure. What I do you think that don't is? Know too much about that. Okay, and then um, a blank for me. <laughs> Nocia,
1: So this one I'm actually interested in. Uh, have either of you played Nine Nine Nine?
0: Nine. No. <laughs> is that the puzzle game on well, your phone?
1: No, it's called Nine Hours, Nine Person, Nine Doors. It was a DS game. Uh Uh, It's basically, like, an interactive visual novel, and Mm -hmm. and it's a whole mystery. Like, that game is sort of a, like, a saw kind of game, except it's set on, I think, a a boat of some kind. Uh, This game kind of reminds me of that. It has the same kind of visual novel look. The premise is that one of the 15 people in the game is the Genosia, which is, like, some sort of alien monster thing. And the whole mm-hmm. game is you trying to figure out who it is, so.
3: Oh, okay. I, I find it
1: if it hits those kind of notes, I'm going to be interested in it. It to be cool stuff.
0: Okay. Uh, also, when the past was around, that was a, a point and click, kind of emotional, like mini vignette story. Uh, I reviewed that one, and uh, that is now out for Switch, as well. So that was the uh, Indie World Direct. Also, breaking news as of right now: um, there is tomorrow at what five PM our time a Nintendo. Alex, you, can't, you can't do that. What? <laughs> you can't do
2: that because this is recorded in the past. Oh yeah, you're right. when you say that <laughs> Friday, <laughs>
0: tomorrow. Friday, Last there Friday. is going to be a Nintendo World direct that will only focus on the japan nintendo world japan live action theme park
1: breaking news Alex will keep on trying to get a ps5 and timeout.
0: you know i i feel like nintendo world will open before i get a ps5 <laughs> it could <laughs> so we'll see how that goes
1: at least in japan maybe <laughs>
2: you
0: know going along with uh the nintendo world sakurai doing some smash uh playing some sephiroth giving us some of them deets on the sephiroth showing us kirby as sephiroth that's hot Mm -hmm. that's hot and uh sephiroth being shirtless also hot he is so hot right now
1: it's just some majestic hair on that kirby Mm -hmm. uh, it's i I may have died a few times playing that challenge just marveling at how fantastic he looked (laughs) so happy so
0: happy uh, some of the cool features that come with Sephiroth are using all of the flares mega flare and Giga flare uh his final smash where he turns into the full angel with no legs mm-hmm. uh, he just there he is available early if you fight him in the special uh, boss event and if you have purchased the season two pass Joel you ready to beat him
1: oh yeah I, I took care of that once you told me it existed. Uh, the, the level's kind of cool, too, because it's got, like, they're at the Cosmo Crater, and uh, the high wind's floating around in the background, and it's just continuing to pan across, like, different parts of going down through the crater. So it's it's interesting stuff. And they added a whole bunch of music from Final Fantasy onto on uh, the game, too. So it's Specifically nice. Final Fantasy VII? Fun. Yes. Okay. Yeah, since... But, like, when they did Cloud, I think they only did one song with Cloud, which is kind of weird because for all the other games, they would put a smattering of different uh, songs, including different renditions, like new ones. I think uh, there's some Advent Children uh, tracks, too. Yes. Yeah, but it's cool. It's very cool.
0: Also, they uh, they changed one of Cloud's outfits. His Ultimate now changes where he does the Advent Children finisher as opposed to the Final Fantasy VII original finisher. The Omni Slash? Yes. So now okay. instead of doing the Omni Slash, he will do the uh, Advent Children thing where he splits all his swords in the air. Which is
2: still the Omni Slash. Yes. It just looks sick. Yeah, it yeah. just <laughs> looks really cool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Sakurai also throwing shade at the Smash community. Uh, saying, oh, yeah, if you do this attack, it's only 13 frames of, uh, of animation, but if you do this one, it's 15 frames. I shouldn't think about that, though. That's for those tournament people. I just wanted to make a party game. Stares well, at the camera.
1: About, it's better than thinking about the 13- to 15-year-olds that Smash players covet. So.
0: Oh, God, I'm glad we didn't put that in the news. That was brutal. How did we get to that?
1: Smash Bros. <sighs> players are the worst.
0: Getty, I'll tell you that story. just, fair. It's just it's no, not, I, I, I know that
1: story. Light.
2: It's bad. <laughs> I just good. want to know how we got to that point.
1: Any chance we can have to call out the toxic Smash community, we have to take advantage of it. I'm Speaking sorry.
2: of the toxic Smash community, wasn't there a piece of news about Sony and Microsoft trying to make gaming a safer place? I deleted it because we can't focus on the nice things. <laughs> so let's not focus on the nice things and let's talk about something that everybody's mad about. Cyberpunk 2077!
0: <laughs> Jinx, buy me Uh, a Coke. (laughs) (laughs) Awful bugs. Uh, And uh, CD Projekt Red suggesting, hey, uh, you guys should all get refunds, especially if you had the older version. (laughs) And they said that without asking Sony or Microsoft. And Sony and Microsoft were like, what? No.
1: I I know a guy that works at my local game shop uh, chain. And he was on, like, calls with Warner Brothers <laughs> and stuff. And they were just like, apparently the retail partners were telling them, like, what, Cyber, what CD Projekt Red said. And they were like, they said what? <laughs> wow. We're accepting just refunds? Stellar communication between the different parties here. I mean, I've seen uh, some garbage for that game.
2: Some straight the... just, like,
1: buggy trash. The the buds are awful. Like there, there's a whole bud where like your, your dick's just hanging out through your wherever. pants. Uh, I saw a bud where somebody was driving a car and their guy was t posing, hanging out of the car on top as he was driving around. <laughs> it's... No, I
0: um I was watching our 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 fellow streamer Kevin Hartwig, streaming on the Super GG uh, channel uh, Twitch TV slash Super Radio, and it's, I was watching him play Cyberpunk and watched his. His quest where he had to kill some people, uh, kill some, uh, assassinate some targets. And in the middle of it, they just were driving straight into a wall and, re- and were not able to get out of the car. So he literally just walked up to the car and goes, what are you guys doing? And just sat there and they were just still flooring it against a wall. <laughs> yeah, I heard like, the oh, AI okay, is uh, what we're doing.
2: Not, uh, not the best.
0: Well, you know, not to dogpile dog and all that, but Sony pulled it from PSN and is offering refunds. And that's a big news story as of recently.
1: I can't think of a time where that's happened before. I mean, I have,
0: I, I, I want to say it has, but it's not, it's
1: very it, rare. though? I, I know they've pulled games for like licensing, expiration stuff. Like that's why it happened to Scott Pilgrim. Uh, you know stuff what, like Alex? No, and maybe,
2: but, maybe uh, it wasn't Batman, was it? I Batman
1: think it was Batman,
2: Batman Arkham PC. Knight. It got was pulled. Was it done on it, PS4? because it was it was buggy as hell and they were like yeah. we we'll, well let you or they were either issuing refunds yeah that was a while ago and then, and then they eventually uh you know the game actually turned out to be pretty good but yeah it was a train wreck when it was first released
0: yes there, there you, you go, go. But, and it was pulled from steam too
2: but social media like
1: people were posting like people were getting pissed at Sony over this yeah they, like they were posting their chat logs about how like Oh, see, Project Red said I should contact you for a refund. And they were like, nope, sorry, you played over two hours. This is our policy. (laughs) And it's like, I understand, but it's not really their fault because there's no communication between the two parties. And uh, I just, I don't know. It's just wild. It's just absolutely wild. Abby it, Russell
0: of uh, Giant mismanaged. Bomb had talked about her experience with uh, the refund policy situation with PSN, and she had said it actually depends on the rep. Like, some reps are fine with it, and some are just, like, holding hard. So there is, like, some variance there.
1: But you have to imagine there's some threshold where they decide, like, okay, we're wasting so many man hours— having to do customer service tickets, it's probably going to cost us more to just waste all this time and then be backlogged than if we just dole out refunds to the... I imagine it's a small percentage of people that will actually be even asking for refunds compared to the total sales.
0: It's crazy. And, I yeah, I, do, I, I remember Arkham Knight now, but it wasn't... It, funny enough, that community was like, well, that's probably fine. Like I don't remember them there being a whole lot of backlash except for people just making fun of Arkham Knight being okay, like, "Man, well, that game sure did suck."
2: Let's also look at what everybody was expecting. They were waiting for how many years for this game to come out, yeah. right? and the it, the internet's an awful place. Mm-hmm. I, I was gonna say the,
1: the environment anymore online seems so so nasty and spiteful and angry and seeking revenge. It's it's it doesn't surprise me that this reaction was worse.
0: Yeah. Well, again, uh, and I, you know, in the defense of some of the people that I know, uh, and me, uh, Arkham Knight, I had no problems day one and Kevin Hartwig is uh, having occasional bugs, but he is having a blast with that game. So it really does come down to personal. Kevin has a little bit of help too. Well, that, and also he has a, he has played fallout 76 at nauseum. So I mean, He's kind of got a higher tolerance. That.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I had problems with Arkham Knight Day 1.
2: You had a problem
1: with Batman. That's <laughs> what he has a problem with. Yeah. Not Batman,
2: that Batman.
1: Nope. There's a difference. <laughs> it's a good series, Screw you, usual. Yeah, Arkham City was good.
2: <laughs>
3: well, Arkham let's let's
1: Asylum was good. That's that's all I'll leave it at.
0: I'm getting us out of here. Let's go play some more games that we liked when we were kids. Be right back and we're back back with the backlog blog where we play games that are based on a game that was relevant when we were 12. Play the game that plays like the other game, but just kind of like the other game. Joel, hey, that, you finally beat Final Fantasy VII Remake.
1: 1997, 1996. Yeah, I guess I was 11 when it came out. Yeah. I think I, didn't, I don't think I played until I was like 14 though. Yeah, yeah, I, a little bit. I, I, I took the long road home. We, uh, we finished it. You did it. Good job, everybody. Mission, Mission accomplished.
0: accomplished. Mission accomplished. <laughs> Everyone died. Oak everyone's dead okay now spoiler alerts for the next four games that we're going to discuss here uh joel games final fantasy 7 tell me what you thought on it
2: it's fine this is fine it's all just <laughs> fine
1: <laughs> there, there's you know there's a lot i like about it uh number one the combat system over uh-huh. time really grew on me uh when you get used to the whole swapping between people Mm -hmm. uh, sending out commands to your uh, teammates while juggling that in your own attacks it in the best moments you feel like you're really firing at all cylinders and being really effective against bad guys uh, on there. And and it feels really good. Uh, The the materia system. Beautiful. Like it, it works exactly like I would want it to as they apply it to a different combat system. Uh, so I was pretty satisfied with that. Um, you know the the way the characters' dialogue went felt pretty good uh you know sometimes you worry that like the dialogue doesn't feel natural or that they characterize the characters in a way that seemed true to what the original game was and I think they did a good job with that okay, are um, we are we making a pot shot at Titus here?
2: Ha, 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 ha. No,
1: but I, but I welcome any time you want to bring that up. I'm, I'm happy to hear that.
2: <laughs> the terrible, like, smile that you would do? Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. <laughs> it's awful. Good thing this is a visual medium.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, but now in your mind, even if you aren't seeing us make the awful smile, you're thinking about just that. I was thinking about doing the Sora smile for the rest of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh God! Uh,
1: oh, he has like baby lips. He has like he has in, in Kingdom Hearts One. He has like you know those old baby dolls that would have the smile that was like
3: mm-hmm.
1: that. That's the kind of face Sora has in Kingdom Hearts One. It is disturbing. All right, so Joel, uh, well, no, I really no, want to know. Speaking of before, speaking Alex of Kingdom Hearts,
2: anything? No, no. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> How did you enjoy the Honeybee Inn and the song yeah. and dance scene? Yeah, let's get into that. <laughs> That's the meat and potatoes of this. This is what I want to know. Cause I, I, Cause I, was text- I was texting months. my friend. I was texting actually, my friend
0: Dave Rock the entire time, going, "Dude, are you seeing this?" He goes, "I know. It's it's friggin' awesome. I,
1: I loved it. Like it's so wild and absurd. And and the way they do like the the uh, it's it's not fair. It's called it quick time event because They give you plenty of time yeah. to mm-hmm. actually hit the buttons. But like it, it is so." Uh, Bombastic and over the top and, and, so, and fabulous. Uh, over the top and fabulous. Yes, yes. You you put the perfect words and you know for, it is just really well executed and and it also played into the joke still of like, uh, cloud being kind of like emasculated, <laughs> and embarrassed through the whole thing. Uh, yeah, the, you know they transitioned that into uh, this game in a way that I think works pretty well and, and it's just. It is a moment that you will remember from it, just in a different way than you would in the original game. This song gets
2: stuck uh, in my head all the time too. Same. And I got the Steel Case edition, so I have it on disc, so I can sit Very in my nice. car and listen to. <laughs> na, 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 the honey bee. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. I. I enjoyed my time with this game. It's, it's not game of the year for me. I, I'm not, I wasn't gushing about it, but I, I enjoyed going back into this world with a fresh replay of it with very, very nice looking graphics. The characters look great. Uh, and, and it's even with some of the changes they made, I, I'm, I'm open to where they go with the nets. Like I, the familiars, the the familiars flying around everywhere through all of it. Like, I, I think it wasn't that hard to figure out sort of what they were before they formally announced what it was, uh, which is they they're like hands of fate trying to keep you on the right track of the way things are supposed to play out in the story. Like even on the uh, the point where they drop the uh, the plate, you know. Yeah, they, they had showed uh, Jesse and, I think, uh, Bids and Wedge on there on the platform, and there would be points where, like, they would be trying to get off, but then the familiars would be, like, swooping around them and distracting them so they would have a harder time getting out and falling with it the way they're supposed to, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Later in the game, when they're on the motorcycle scene, escaping Shinra, you know, different parts where the the debris was going to land on them, the familiars sort of swoop around and save them from the damage there. When Barrett died
2: uh, in Shinra Tower? Yes. Right. Like, I was completely floored by that, and then I was like, oh, wait, there's something really weird going on. Yeah. And tell he's like, no, he has a daughter. <laughs> you
1: can't do this to him. It's like, I was like, well, in the original game, they didn't kill him off. And I was like, I, I can't believe they would kill him off in here.
0: Well, I was in more session. bummed that they didn't like they didn't kill the president like they did in the original. I, like, I was looking for that scene. And I was like the whole time I was waiting for it. I was like, it's going to be gory as hell. And they didn't do it. They just did like black slime or something or didn't even do it at all. And I was like. Oh, I was expecting like super ultra mega like just blood everywhere. I, yeah, then Genova fight got,
2: was ridiculous.
1: Yeah. I thought he got a knife through the chest. Didn't he get sorted?
0: No. I think he he might have gotten killed later, but he definitely didn't get killed the way in the in the original oh, where yeah, you he just find his, his body desk, with a giant yeah. sword on his back. Oh. But, okay. And all you right. see blood all up and down the halls, which yeah, is like,
2: I also enjoyed pretty, that Rufus fight. That was probably one of my favorite fights. Just because yeah, th- this was, was very tactical in the way that you had to approach him, you would counter essentially everything. It, it was. It slowed yeah, down everything
0: w- and made you take the t- the, the mechanics uh, in, in depth.
1: Well, yeah. Does that fight, like, anytime you tried to just brute force and ran at him, he would trip you up and then shoot you in the back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and a lot of these fights, you could sort of brute force your way through if you didn't know the strategy. It would take longer, but you should do that. couple of fights at the end you really could not do it was that fight and then there was a Sephiroth fight where he would just parry you over and over again and then punish you if you did it that way too uh so the the boss fights are something where some of them were really good and then some of them were just a war of attrition and, and like took forever and uh if the house the fight
0: i think was tough for you right the house hell fight?
1: hell house was miserable
0: yeah yeah and eventually uh, i figured out what
1: the pattern was but like i i just i got hell housed guys <laughs> i got hell housed i
0: think it took me 40 mm-hmm. minutes but it's so just, i mean i sat there i did it but I, and i did it first try but again it still took me like 40 minutes but you guys played final it?
2: fantasy 15 right yes no the Adamantos battle
0: Oh god, that took me 6 hours. That took
2: that took over <laughs> an hour to finish.
0: Over an hour? It took me like f- 6 hours. I kept having to like come back to it. Like I would literally like uh, put the game the in a save state and come you? back.
3: <laughs> what the hell?
0: <laughs> maybe it was maybe it was less. Maybe it was like 4 hours, but it was definitely like multiple hours. Joel got hell housed. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I got hell housed in the Adamantos fight. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Anyways, so, uh, now, speaking of Kingdom Hearts, do you, do you see, like, a lot of the, do you, do you see the influence there? I see the through
1: line. Like, I forget if it was you or or Kelly I was talking to, but, like, Kingdom Hearts is definitely, the gameplay is definitely, uh, sort of the genesis of what this is brought to. You know, it, it's been a lot more developed, a lot more refined, uh it feels more precise by far, at least from Kingdom Hearts One. And the fact that you're actually able to swap between, between people instead of just setting commands uh, or in Kingdom Hearts 1 you're not really setting commands you're just giving them like profiles of way to take actions like what to focus on whether it's defense, offense healing.
2: Don't use all my potions <laughs> which I did a bunch I, well, no I mean, it's I, the Kingdom Hearts I'm, joke
1: I'm, oh. I, I'm at the end of Kingdom Hearts so I'm using all the potions
2: <laughs> Donald uses all your ethers, Goofy uses all your mm. potions
1: That's it's terrible why? That's the only good thing about the Ritu battle. Donald and Doofy are done. <laughs> they're right there to screw it up. Can't, can't use my potions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I you know, I, I also felt like there was never a point where I was l- terribly low on items that I needed either. Like The nice thing no. about this game is that like, even if you're not in a town that are vending machines occasionally with those rest spots that reheal yep. your health... Uh, they always had a portion of potions and ethers and phoenix downs that were discounted in price compared to the normal price. So even if you couldn't afford like the full price stuff, you could usually get cheaper stuff to pick you back up. Uh, yeah, overall, I, I I think I enjoyed this game quite a bit. Um, it's just little little nagging things like some of the extra parts, while were great in the way they fleshed out characters. Some of them were kind of drawn out and awful. Uh, some of the underground tunnels where you had to manipulate the, the robot <laughs> arms yeah,
3: mm-hmm.
1: that, that felt like it took forever. And, and it wasn't like it, there wasn't even that much character development in the talking between Eris and, and cloud. It was just sort of like casual banter back and forth, you know, uh, I the Jesse part, where you're helping her steal the the bomb stuff that that was good, mm-hmm. like you felt like you got more character development out of that, yeah, bids and wedge got more character development out of it, and uh it was nice for them to flesh out those characters and give them more personality, helping give more- a more attachment to the characters, whereas in the original it was really more like, oh well, they're a part of your team, but they're kind of fodder, like you don't really know them at all,
0: yeah. Um, I will say, I will say that my, the problem I had with the game was that I saw how I kind of started to see the formula and how the sausage was made. And it stopped being, I could start, it, it just kind of started to frustrate me because I knew how the sausage was, was made, how the sausage was, was made. It was boss, <laughs> then a hallway, a long, long level boss. Sausage. And then, oh, we're, we're out of the sewers. Boss fight in the train yard, then long level puzzles, which Italian. is cool, but then boss fight again. Polish. Then.
2: Bratwurst. <laughs> Sausage.
0: But you breakfast, know what I mean? You, you know what I mean, Joel? That you just saw the formula happening over and over again with the bosses, then path, uh, boss, path.
1: I do know what you mean, but I, I think this is one of the times where me taking my sweet time really benefited that. Mm. I just see that getting tiring for me if I just mainlined it the way you guys did, but. The fact that I sort of played in fits and starts meant that that loop itself never got too grating. Okay. Um, it, it was it was noticeable. There were po- the points in the larger sections where it mm-hmm. got tiring, especially the the fucking Hojo's dungeon uh, area yep. where you're walking across all these different switches, taking turns moving. Oh, there's a boss, and then oh, now the other side needs to do a boss, and. That was a little much, um, but yeah, one, one thing I do appreciate uh, about this—the ending, the ending, uh, ending battles—you <laughs> know—were not as hard as the ones before it. <laughs> so like the the Shinra state stuff and, and the couple of robots you fight after Rufus, those were tough. Like I had a hard time getting through those for a bit, but the the point where you're fighting the end boss section leading up to Sephiroth, like those were nice and beatable. And it was sort of nice to have that kind of uh, ramp down from the difficulty at the end there.
3: Yep.
0: I, I thought the, the, and I thought the twist was something that uh, I didn't see coming. And it kind of, it, it, it surprised me with being that like the original universe exists. And now there's like a whole nother, timeline that really kind of surprised it's a way to go that i I was like oh huh i guess that's a thing you could do
1: i'm i'm glad they didn't necessarily stick completely to the original game because i think that for me at least it would have been my my consensus opinion would have been like i i enjoyed playing this game but in the end it's just the same game still it's nice to do the retelling but it's still the same game the way they warped the ending where it was literally them trying to alter fate and then like open their possibility of the future to what they make of it um it's an interesting way to approach it and and try to uh expand on what this could potentially be. It, it it leaves the game feeling like there's an open possibility, open-ended nature to how it could go, and that's kind of interesting and exciting. But what you hope they don't do is diverge completely from the different places that they go to, the people they meet, etc. Uh, I'm still hoping that for the most part, there will be a general trending towards the normal chain of events, even if Things diverge from that, you know, based on their actions
0: mid-game.
3: So
0: you want to see the same locales, like you want to see a uh, was it the what am I thinking of the the man the haunted mansion uh, mm-hmm. where you meet um, you know Mog and Kate Sith.
1: yep. Yep. or uh, or that uh, oh, that town for you sure. Find, you're going go like, to go uh, to the
2: Golden Saucer. Come on,
1: yeah. Oh yeah, the the Casa. What is place called? Yeah, where you can buy the house. <laughs> and uh yeah. Yeah, I, I wanna I I wanna get all the landmarks and I want to see certain things reimagined or retold and play out the same way. But I'm I'm totally open to there being changes as long as it's not the, the ending here was pretty fantastical in a way that even the original wasn't and and you compared it to the Kingdom Hearts, uh which I can I can see that. But I hope I hope that's not used as a constant like this is the altering of events because of mystical, magical shit. And instead of it being more like, oh, just because this is a different timeline, things can play out differently. Naturally, you know,
0: makes sense to me. I mean, again, I, I, I don't it's harder when it's like, oh, Sephiroth already has the like, cosmic powers. Yeah. So. Well, I agree. Yeah. I feel like it still might go the other way.
1: Yeah, it's just you know the original game established like his capabilities and and, and how like so much of what was happening is also because of all his acolytes that are sort of uh, trying to help build towards the reunion, right? And uh, there is an established lore from the original game that I feel like if they go too out of bounds and too crazy beyond that, it could get a little bit like okay, this is stupid. You know.
0: Well again it's like how far does this Sephiroth take it, right? Does he keep going yep. and becoming more powerful? Or does he keep expanding his already powerful situation or is he just gonna be still trying just new stuff, trying to change the timeline as it is? Man, just wait until he does super Sephiroth too. <laughs> we didn't put in the news that baby two is gonna be in Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Getty, they got baby. Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Okay. okay do you cool. know what that is he watched gt because i
1: bar- i barely know what it is
0: i'm <laughs> just here i think getty's like the only other person i know that ever watched gt
1: do, do you imagine sephiroth's hair like up in the sky if he was super saiyan like it'd be really yeah. high yeah it'd be really tall how, how how mighty would that be <laughs> it his hair would be as tall as vegeta
0: now, uh, I have two other games here, Home and Sludge Life. I kind of want to move forward into uh, talking about more. Uh, I want to get into Necrobarista. Joel, are you okay with that, and we'll skip Home and Sludge Life? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Getty, Tomorrow you I okay with see. that? Oh, you know that I am. I didn't think that we were actually <laughs> going to talk about either of the other ones. I offered already to punt those so you could talk about Necrobarista. Daddy, Let's... have you played Necrobarista? No. Do you have interest in playing Necrobarista? No, Alex played it enough
1: for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're only bringing this back because I played it recently, right? Uh, you you played it on PC. Yep. I played it on uh, my iPad because they did it on Apple Arcade.
0: How's it played out?
1: Uh, you know, for the most part, fine. Like Most of it is a visual novel where you're just clicking through the different dialogue. Uh, there are those sort of sequences between levels where you're having to walk around and uh, select environmental stuff. And that was a little more finity, but given that it's not anything high stakes and you're not having to do, like, quick actions, it was fine. Like, the the price of $5 for that and whatever I want to play for a month, I can't complain too much. I, I, I thought there was something wrong with it in that the main character has glasses. Mm-hmm. And the top rim was missing, or it just—I thought it was just like, oh, something's wrong with this. But I was looking at uh, the website for Necrobarista, and that's just how she's drawn. Yeah. Like the the top rims of her glasses are just gone. So, uh, yeah, it's a look. It's a look. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of like those uh, rims at the bottom that are missing on glasses, but opposite. Yeah. Uh, so Necrobarista. It, I mean, I don't know how much more I have to touch on than you do. Uh, it, it is... It's an experience more than a game. It, it's, it's a vehicle for its storytelling. There's a little bit of interactivity, but it is mostly just in between levels rather than... I say levels, but it's more like chapters of a story. Uh, it, it is... The premise is interesting, right? Because the premise is that they're at this place called The Terminal. It's a bar slash coffee shop. They're sort of a uh, in between between the land of the living and dead, and they're basically like a, a holding point before people's time to move on is. And they're given a twenty four hour uh, period of time in between. And the other part is that like not everybody there g- goes through is dead, so it to be. You know just a normal person showing up too but but none of that really plays out in anything you can interact in it's just sort of window dressing uh, world building for what this area is and what's happening uh it's it is an impactful story to me um it, it deals a lot in loss uh having a hard time letting go of something that you know you need to let go uh dealing with uh pain and grieving and it is told through a story that feels very personal e- even if it's like within this cribbing of being this in between uh life and death kind of place too and, and they they sort of start it by uh gosh what is what is the guy's name that comes in Alex you remember
0: uh, I do not but I'll pull it up continue okay
1: okay but like they, they start the premise with showing having him walk through the doors and being like bewildered and the main characters like Che who's the sort of original owner of this place and then Maddie who is the new owner of, of this coffee shop uh, explaining to him like yeah you're you're dead <laughs> you know you're, you're dead Uh, You're here now. You know there's there's an afterlife here, but you've got basically like 24 hours to try try to sort yourself out and prepare yourself for this. And the story is a a lot of it sort of played out through his perspective, or at least like through his eyes. And it it is a good way to sort of introduce you into the system, system like this world. And, And Maddie, who's the Sort of like a quirky, I would say she's very millennial. Like like her mannerisms and and dialogue and attitude are very of that kind of sensibility. Mm. Uh, but she has a streak of doubt and a streak of uh, self loathing in a way that you know definitely t- flavors her perspective. And then Che is this guy that throughout most of the story he's sort of the the backbone to her trying to keep like pushing her in the right direction of what to do and, uh, how to carry herself and and how to deal with other people. And, and then there's this girl named Ashley, who is sort of this,
0: uh,
1: how would you describe her,
0: Alex? I would say that she is, she is alive and she is an over caffeinated eight to 10 year old who loves to take everything apart that she can and try to make what seems like murder robots, but she doesn't know how to make robo- murder robots yet. So she starts off small by making service robots. But her and then overall intent—yeah,
3: oh, she, she loves throwing knives.
0: knives. But the overall intent is to try to make murder robots. She's building towards it one by one.
1: But but, Daddy, in, in between chapters, like they do these little vignettes of these three little service robots that she built. And one of them is like a new one. And it's just becoming self-aware. I'm not sure how they're self-aware. Like they mentioned in passing that there's some sort of like soul juice or something like that. That they can put in these things. And in the vignette, like the first one's like, what am I? And they're like, you're you're a service robot for this people. And it's kind of like this like... Uh, there, there's that part in Rick and Morty where they build like a robot that's whose only purpose is to do some mundane remedial task in the kitchen. And he's like, Oh God, once you find out like how, how meaningless their existence is. Yeah, it has the butter robot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like that. So like it, it, it weirdly like plays a little bit on like, what's the nature of your existence and meaning it has moments in it where, uh, Alex mentioned there's a turn partway through where you find out like, this bar is struggling to get by because they have a time debt. We're basically in this world, if people stay past 24 hours, uh, the only way that works is if people give them time to do so. Or also, what happens is that like they start feeling physical symptoms that are like unbearable if they wait long enough. And the story kind of sets it up where you think it's be- they have this time debt because of letting people stay too long at the bar and not forcing them to move on. But in truth, it's that, uh, Che, the sort of mentor has been staying in this area for hundreds of years. And it's, they're, they're doing necromancy to try to keep him there and keep him alive. What a dick. And, like, and, and the, the thing is that like, he eventually breaks down the story. Cause he's like, no i've been suffering this entire time i feel these awful physical ailments and pain because i've stayed here unnaturally and and he breaks down to maddie being like i i felt like i had to do this because you weren't ready to you know take on more and like it, it it has this nice turn where like they reach that point you know maddie has to accept that she has to let go of them. And then they show like the maturing of these characters through this event of tragic, like loss and having to let go. And it, it's to me, it, it really resonated. And, uh, you know, that the characters felt believable and it, it seemed relatable. And, you know, anybody who wants just an interactive story that deals in those things with plenty of humor, uh, Lots of great mood music throughout. It 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 hits all those notes really well, and and there's plenty of ways, you know, between your you know computer or your tablet. There's there's plenty of ways to play it now too.
0: I just like the I I like a lot of the one-liners that they kind of emphasize as like because the 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 you know not for not Necroparisa did for me have like a little bit of a Clerks vibe where. They were, you know, co They're all employees at a job that they all didn't really like, and just treat like didn't treat people the best, and weren't doing their job the best. Now, the only trick is that these people were actually likable. You know, clerks—they're all kind of jerks, but the one-liners were kind of just as clever, if not more clever. Things like
1: right, and it's it's uh, got these like moments of realness throughout too. In the same way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think like one of my favorite jokes that I I told you was. uh they're like, oh, it's just millennial things. And he goes, millennial things, and if you click on millennial things, it says, "stupid millennials." Why can't they just buy more money? <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: yeah. Like, oh, okay, yeah.
0: So it's, it it's it does a lot to be clever and tell real world jokes, but also take it to a, a place that, it, it, again, you don't have, you don't necessarily know that it's going to be like. You kind of know, like, oh, it's talking about death, but then it like tricks you into being like, oh, this is like kind of real real like something's a little bit more that like you you actually start caring about the characters in a way that was surprising to me
1: yes yeah you you did an attachment to them for sure and i was kind of bummed out when the story ended because i didn't feel like i was done wanting to be in that world too so yeah hopefully they do more with it at some point
0: yeah I, i i definitely agree Now, uh, let's bring it home, folks. Let's, let's, uh, let's end this out. Uh, episode 93 going well. Got some good stuff going on. I'm going to uh, punt on Sludge Life and home, though I do plan on coming back to Sludge Life because that game was funny and stupid. Now it's time for one last thing. One last thing. we gonna give one last sentence, one last statement, sending us into the weekend, you the listener, into the weekday. For me, I am going to be off for a bit having a baby, Trying to find that baby game, that one video game that I can play through nighttime feedings. Uh, I started Yakuza Zero. I having I am having my doubts that it is the baby game. Joel,
1: I played Destiny One when my kid was young. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Pretty repetitive, drying stuff. I, it works well for that. Getty, you're a monster.
2: Yeah. Did you look at it? You should
0: feel yeah, bad. I did at it. look at.
2: It.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. I saw it too. Yeah, yeah. I'm choosing to ignore him. Getty, what's your one last thing? Oh, I get to go second this time. That's weird. No, I already said Joel. He said Destiny.
2: Oh no, I was
0: just that wasn't his one questions. last thing. Yeah. What?
1: What should I play, guys? I finished my big game now.
0: I mean, I got what's, I
1: got tons of stuff. What we, do you want to play? Yeah, we got
0: tons of stuff. What do you want?
1: <laughs> uh, I guess I've got Persona Five Royal. Yeah, I'm you should. Sure. Play
0: well, hold on. You know what? You should play Hades. Three hours. Play three hours of Final Fantasy Fifteen. Play three hours of Death Stranding. Then dig into Persona Five Royal. Three hours is all you need for both games to get what to get the feeling of what you're looking for.
1: I feel like is a little too close to me finishing Seven. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think I want. Okay. I need to give that a little bit of space. Maybe I'll do Death Stranding. I'll start with this.
0: just for like just for like three hours, just to get the wackiness and get a feel for what you're going to be doing for the next, you know, 60 hours and then say, okay, Uh, I don't know if I want to continue or (laughs) I'm drawn in. I'm going to figure it out. You know, because again, I I will say that game is not for everybody. Mm. Maybe that's me. It's
1: not for broadcast. No, it's not just you. It's (laughs) not just you.
2: (laughs) Uh, Getty? Nintendo eShop emailed me earlier Mm -hmm. to let me know all of the games that are on my list that are on sale. So my question is: They stop emailing me. Which one do I get? Hit me. Nino Cooney, Wrath of the White Witch, mm-hmm. Final Fantasy Fifteen Pocket Edition, mm-hmm. Star Ocean First Departure R, mm-hmm. Dragon Quest Three.
1: Nino Cooney.
0: Nino Cooney.
2: Okay. I, I mean, it's
1: only fifteen bucks, yep, right? I'm gonna do it.
0: I'm very, very pro Star Star Ocean. One of my all-time favorite. Uh, high school age JRPGs, Pocket Edition is just chibi versions of Final Fantasy 15. Yeah. Why would you do that when you could just play the legit version again? But Nino Kuni, you don't have any experience with. I, I have like zero. You would. So yeah, I think you'd really appreciate that, especially with the Studio Ghibli art. Oh, he ran away. <laughs> he ran
1: off. Yeah, yeah. He's he's being a little shy tonight. No, like you're not
0: Super G Junior.
3: Okay.
0: Heyo, River on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And that be will be a, it for this generational week's. Event. Was
1: it? We're gonna be a generational event. We'll pass this down to our yep. kids, there my we dog, go.
0: and your kids. They'll be stuck <laughs> with it and they'll hate it. This is a stupid podcast. I,
1: I, I hope your dog is a third desk. Maybe they'll figure out a toddler to make them learn how to speak English by. Oh, then. Wait, you
2: didn't hear him for the first couple of minutes. What was it? Oh, my I, name have is. you working on his English? Yeah, it sounded like this. Squeak, squeak, squeak.
0: No, what was it? My name is Snowball.
2: <laughs> Speaking of Rick and Morty.
0: Mm-hmm. Now I've watched like three three episodes of that show. And that will be it for this week's Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at GG Radio and twitch.tv slash GG Radio. Where I'm still watching Joel play Hollow Knight. Uh, our friend Kevin's still playing that cyberpunk. We got some mining going on. We got some Kingdom Hearts Jolt. You're going be, to beat it this this week? Or I hope so.
1: I hope so. It's been so long. I want to move on <laughs> to the next one.
0: Yeah, play part two. Yep, and then we also still got my my big brother playing some Hades over there. He got real close. He's telling me right now that he's about to beat Hades, which means I should probably start playing that game again. I got my save from Switch over to Steam, so now I can play it without having problems.
3: Moving on. Very nice.
0: Yep. If you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is superggradio at gmail.com and provide a review on iTunes or the podcast app for your choice before they delist our buggy podcast. Good work. Thanks for listening. GG, Joel. Good name, GG, Getty. GG. Good night, everybody.